One of the most overlooked parts of planning for retirement is what to do with your time and how to face life at home when you're no longer needed at work. It's not as easy as you may think, and some people really struggle with self-worth in retirement. So on today's show, we'll dive in and help you be better prepared for this next phase of life. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Well, glad to have you on My Retirement Clarity. I'm Ben George. He's Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor over at J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, serving Macon. You can find him online, myretirementclarity.com. Lee, welcome in. How's everything today? Going very well, man. We got good news from our builder earlier this week. He said he would have us in our house in 45 days. So that's that was three days ago. So hopefully 42 days. That will, is, hey man, as long as we're in before before Thanksgiving, I will I will have a happy wife. Yeah, I hope hopefully uh, you will be able to get in there. I know it's been a long process for you, so it'll be a relief it when it's finally over. Yes, definitely. We are uh, we are we are not built for the apartment life. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I, although I like it, it's fine. They have not asked me to cut the grass one time. That's nice, uh, or anything like that. But uh, yeah, we are we're ready to get out to the to the new house. That is the beauty of renting, right? And that's some why, why some retirees choose that that path for sure. But I know for you, you're ready to get in that house. So hopefully it gets done soon and uh, looking forward to to hearing from you when it's all complete. Uh, Today, we're talking about psychology and more specifically, we're going to put in the show notes, this article we came across by a licensed professional counselor for psychology today. It's called the psychological investment in retirement. And I I like this one, Lee, because I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about the the mental side and the emotional side of, of planning, but you know, so much focus goes into the finance that we often overlook this part. Yeah. So, so we talk a little bit about behavioral finance and, and we've done that on the show before, just on how we, we know what we should do with our money, but we get emotional and we do something else or, you know, sometimes discipline is hard to maintain when it comes to our money. But yes, yeah, today's show is going to be a little bit different because we're talking a little bit about, man, what do we do? We've, we've punched the clock. 35, 40 years, and now all of a sudden, hey, here, here we are. Well, what's next? So yeah, it should be a fun show. So what we're going to do is we want to analyze some of the points that are in here and really just discuss this middle aspect of retirement and that transition and, and, and how people usually get hung up or the challenges they face. And then, of course, you know how you can overcome some of that stuff and, and what you should be thinking about right now as you head into retirement. So I got some key points here. Again, we're going to put this article in the show notes. I want to start with this one, Lee, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, Everybody gets used to this this life and routine that we build over decades, right? You get up, you take a shower, maybe you go to work, you know, you come home, whatever it is. But that we're creatures of habit, and a lot of people don't really consider the consequences of walking away from that habit every day. Yeah, and, and these habits, old habits, are are very hard to break. Uh, you know, we've done the whole the, the whole work thing for. 30, 35, 40 years. And now all of a sudden you wake up and there's, there's no structure in your, in your life. And, and that sometimes is the biggest adjustment. Um, some, some people's body clocks wake them up at, you know, the same time every day. I've got a buddy of mine who never sets an alarm and he wakes up within 
10 minutes of the same time every single day. And that's simply because he's been doing the same thing every single day. But so when you transition to retirement, that you have that you 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 don't have any structure and you have to figure it out. And for some people, it's it's a little bit more difficult than it is to others. Um, I think it's it's very important to develop new routines, whatever that is, and that includes waking up times, uh, going to bedtime. You know, maybe while you're working, you, you didn't. You didn't stay up and watch that 10 o'clock show, but hmm. now that you don't have to be up at six o'clock, maybe you watch a new show at 10 o'clock or whatever it is. And I would even say food habits would are something to change. You know, if you like me, I eat, well, you can look at me until I, I eat out way too much, but I eat, <laughs> out, I eat out for lunch every day and I, I eat with some of the same folks two or three times a week. And so we just have that routine, that habit. And so if you've got a group of buddies that you you do that with at work and you go out out with, that's gonna change. So there's there's a lot to consider and there's, there's a lot to keep in mind when you're like, hey, I, I've got an extra eight hours every day that I now need to figure out what to do because I'm not constrained by the walls of the office. So yeah, that, that routine is going to be very important going forward. And, that, and I'm not saying you got to have a brand new routine as soon as you retire, because typically I will ask people, hey, what's the first thing you're going to do when you retire? And and those they're like, well, I'm not going to do anything for two weeks. I'm going to sleep. And and then, but then they're like, I, you know, I've got some honeydew things that I'm going to knock out. But that doesn't take too terribly long. It might take two, three, four months. After that, you're going to look around and say, all right, what's next? And that's kind of where we got to figure out what those routines are. Yeah. So just be thinking about that. Are you ready for that that new change and, and, and structure in your life? So be prepared. You know, another point here, I thought was really interesting. The number one struggle that, that she points out for retirees is finding consistent, genuine, and lasting meaning. And I guess it makes sense. We're, you know, we're always kind of in search of this, I think, throughout our life, Lee, but even more so when the, the have more time on our hands and, and kind of more time to spend with ourselves and our in our mind, you know, you, you, you maybe have you struggle with with this uh this idea of hey, finding that meaning. Yeah, and, and and this one can get a little bit hokey if you go too far off the deep end with this, but but I do see this. It is a real thing. I probably see a little bit more with folks who were in leadership positions while they were working, you know, maybe they were the boss and had people, uh, a team working under them. Uh, a lot of people depended on them for for guidance and direction, and so they kind of had that the boss mentality. But now all of a sudden they're retired and nobody needs them anymore, and so their sense of self worth goes into question. Uh, and all of a sudden they get a new boss, and that new boss is 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 their spouse, hmm. <laughs> and. You know, and that can be good news or bad news depending on the situation. So, being at home with a spouse all the time is an adjustment for a lot of people. And I've even met with people that are like, "I can't, I can't be home with my husband or my wife all day every day. We would drive each other crazy." So they have to figure out that that separation. You know, like like my parents when they retired, they they couldn't stay cooped up all day with each other. So. My dad would go hang out in his shop. Mom would hang out in the house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you kind of figure that out. So I think really people need to start thinking about what they're what they're going to do, how they're going to get their their self worth in retirement. And and I'll tell you, more and more people I talk to Ben are finding finding that in 
um, in volunteering for some type of organization that they're passionate about. And, and some people do go back to work to get a little bit of, not so much for the money because they need money, but just to, to feel like they're needed. And, and that's fine. Not going back full time, but part time to just kind of stay engaged socially and emotionally with other folks. Uh, but yeah, the volunteering thing is, is a real big thing. I think several, it's maybe been three or four months ago now, we, I interviewed Joe and Suzanne Best on our podcast and they do a lot of, of volunteer, volunteering. They live close to the Auburn campus there in Auburn, Alabama. And he put on Facebook friends with him. So I see some of the things that he does. He's volunteered at like their, their Raptor center. He volunteers at some some of the less popular sporting events like gymnastics and equestrian events. And so he loves doing it. And that volunteering has sort of given him a a, a little more sense of of self-worth. So yes, yeah, pr- pretty neat to to hear when people have overcome that. Yeah, that was episode 67. If you want to go back and check that out, Retirement Community Living with Joe and Suzanne Bess. That's, yeah. that's fun. And that's a great way to spend retirement, right? It sounds like enjoyable for a lot of people that I think we both yeah. know. So I like that. Yeah, because you know, right now, a lot, lots of times people put off doing some of those volunteering because they don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because you work all day, come home and you got to, you know, do whatever cook, do dishes, sit down, rest, relax. Well, who has time to volunteer? Well, once your structure changes, you can make volunteering a priority. And that's exactly what Joe and Suzanne have done. So, Very good. All right, continuing on some, some other key points here from this article. Reaching retirement is a good time to embrace the person you want to be and enjoy these things you've always wanted to do. And, and kind of, you know, kind of continuing the same line of conversation that we're on right now, but you know, anything that you thought about, this is a great time to go ahead and, and embrace that. Yeah. And, and travel is the one thing for me that comes to mind here at, because it's the number one thing that people tell me they want to do in retirement. Uh, and that's travel. It's at the top of most people's list. And, and the type of travel, of course, varies f- from person to person. It varies from, you know, simple travel, kind of local in state to more exotic locations. So the, once you're in retirement, it provides the time freedom that, that you need to take those kind of trips. And I'll go back and plug another podcast. The first client that I interviewed, Larry and Suzanne Johnson, they are my more, they are my travel couple. They go all the time everywhere to some great locations overseas. And that's one of the things that they wanted to do when they, when they, both retired and, and they are they are living the the dream from a retirement travel standpoint. Um, now, as far as somebody becoming, like you said earlier, quote the person they want to be, you know, I, I think when a lot of people retire, they start to face their mortality for the first time, and and a lot of people begin an exercise habit. So I, I've got several clients who've developed a a regular habit of of just walking and doing some other things maybe doing yoga or things like that but a lot of people walking and these people are shedding some extra weight and they're getting in better health and they've they've every one of these has told me that it's just simply easier to set aside time for exercise because they don't have to go to work and they can do it at the same time every day i've got a few couples that Every day uh, after they eat supper, they eat an early supper at 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And after that, they go walk a couple laps around the neighborhood. And that is just their routine. I think it's also a good time you know, when you retire to, to take up new activities, whether it's 
it's golf or, or camping or hiking. We've got a lot of clients of ours who are who are campers and they love to do it. So just get out and, and do something. You know, Ben, I've talked about pickleball many times on the show, and I mm-hmm. think this is a fantastic sport that almost anybody can play. Um, there's, I mean, here in Macon, there's beginner pickleball classes almost every single week. Paul Mithkiff is one of the great pickleball ambassadors in, in the state of Georgia. And, and he, he teaches Pickleball 101 classes every single week. And so, like I've said before on the show, I've got 150 or 200 more friends right now than I did two years ago. So if you're one of those people that are, that are going to retire and you don't have a lot of friends and may not have a lot of, of, of social connections and, and maybe, you know, other than outside of your church, I would tell you to start playing pickleball and you're going to meet some great people. You've been ahead of that pickleball trend for a while, Lee. I mean, I, every <laughs> everybody I talk to now, I mean, literally, I mean, it's it's everywhere. The conversation comes up, people talking about playing and and being active. But I know we we've been talking about it for for over a year, for sure, on the right. podcast. Yeah. So you so you're more of your uh, social cra- people are talking about it. You're hearing it other than from just me. Absolutely. It's I mean, it's it's everywhere. There's actually a, a pretty popular show out that I saw recently, like an actual podcast about pickleball that's actually from a younger crowd too and i know you know there's everybody can play it and it's being played more and more but you you kind of associate it at least it was early associated with retirees or people that approach retirement but i mean it's everywhere now and and i've been i i need to get i still haven't played it's on my that's gonna be my question you you gotta go play (laughs) yeah i I want to and i because i i tennis is probably the sport that i'm not great at i just have never had the touch to 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 drop the ball in where you need to and the serve and everything but i feel like pickleball we can kind of shrink it down a little bit control it a little bit more i i want to try i want to get around yep yep do it and and let me know how it goes you if you're like most people you'll you'll be hooked but yeah like i say it's just a great activity and i'll tell you this for our our people who who are our clients or anybody out there who's listening to the show if you're a single person if you're a single person and you're looking to meet people, and I'm not saying go to the pickleball court and it's a meat market and you just pick out somebody, absolutely not. Don't don't be that guy or, the, or that gal. But you know, I would say the best place to find a you know somebody to date. Of course, I'm going to always tell you to find that person at your church or at a church somewhere. That would be the first place. But man, if pickleball active pickleball community would be a great place for you to go and meet somebody. Who knows? You may somebody find somebody that might be a good match for you. Hey there, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to take just a quick second to tell you about our new e-newsletter called Uncommon Sense. Now I know the last thing you probably want is another email from a financial firm giving you the same old industry jargon that every brokerage firm out there gives you. I get it. Nobody wants that stuff because it's boring. But our newsletter is anything but boring. Information plus entertainment is infotainment. And that's the goal. And that's what Uncommon Sense is. So we want to inform you in a very entertaining way so you'll get stories of how financial planning works in the real world and not some corporate boardroom of a Wall Street firm. You'll also get access to a lot of other great resources. So just head on over to our website, www.myretirementclarity.com and click on the Uncommon Sense logo. Just put in a good email address and you'll be good to go. Now, back to the show. All right, let's go through a couple more points here. And this one's really, I think, caught my attention a little bit. But she says that a lot of people, well, maybe not a lot, some people view their time off uh, or this break from from work and, and what they've always done as a more stressful period 
because they're not doing something productive or tangible like working like they have for many years. Yeah, I had a little bit of not problem with this one, but I, I hadn't really talked to a whole lot of people who are stressed out because they're not working anymore. For for in my experience, it's been just the opposite. Now I've talked to some people who are maybe a little bit bored, but boredom doesn't usually stress people out in in my experience. Um, but what I found is for the for the most part, people don't really miss the work, but they do miss the interaction with others. Uh, I, I have had some people tell me they miss some of the challenges and the problem solving, some of those kind of things that they were able to do at work. But for the most part, man, they, they miss miss the people. And I know a lot of companies, especially some of the larger, you know, companies. I've got you know a lot of clients that that work for Georgia Farm Bureau and a lot of clients that work for Geico. You know, the, those folks are in the office, back in the office now, of course, and um, so they've got a lot of people have groups of of coworkers that are that are that are friends outside of the office and uh, so they're able to maintain some of those relationships but some people go to work and that is their social i guess their 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 social network and then once they retire if they don't have that outside that can be a little bit a little bit difficult but yeah make sure you know you're have something to do in retirement where you're not bored and you got people that you're interacting with because the last thing I want you to do is is regret retiring because you don't have anybody to interact with. that That's not a good plan. All right. Uh, I'm going to lump, lump these last two together because they kind of go hand in hand. But as they talk about some of the challenges facing retirees when it comes to the emotional side. So you know, what can you do to maybe prepare yourself? So she points out two things. First, you have to be willing to emotionally invest right in this personal growth like you would invest um, in your financial side. And then number two, the earlier you start, the better. Yeah, definitely. Don't wait until you retire to start thinking about what you're going to do in retirement. That's my one of my number one uh, pieces of advice. Uh, get that game plan ahead of time on how you're going to fill those eight hours a day that you used to work and start thinking about those, those things. Now, I'm not saying you got to put it together and write it down and, and come up with a rigid schedule, but just have an idea. Try some new things. Um, you know, when I think about personal growth and development for Right now, I'm thinking about it in a in a work context. You know, I, I just got back from a, a four day conference in Dallas where I was with you know 300 other financial advisors sharing ideas and talking about how we can um, be better financial advisors and serve our clients. So, but that's from a career development and personal growth. But after you retire, why not invest in personal growth in other areas? I mean, I, I was thinking about a few things. I mean, you could certainly do things like. You know, I, a lot of people are learning new languages. I've never really had a, a desire to learn a new language. Uh, I do speak a little bit of Espanol. I was <laughs> the president of the Spanish club in the 10th grade. So I'll, some of that has stuck with me, but I'm certainly not fluent in Spanish. But, uh, you know, a lot of people learn a new language. Or maybe I, I would say uh, look at attending a marriage conference or something like that. There are churches around here that do that fairly regularly not because you got a you got a you got a problem with your spouse and we need to work things out but you can always go to these things and it's you it will always pick up some things that might help you be a better spouse to your whoever your spouse is um and i would say it, in the growth and personal development man this is a great opportunity to spend some quality time with people that you haven't seen in a while you know go to lunch with them invite them over for dinner and kind of i'm not saying make up for for lost time but uh, you know, you, you now have time to do the things that, that 
you didn't used to have because you were you were at work and then we got home from work you didn't want to take the time to go you know go spend with somebody that you don't see very often yeah well some good points in this article again we'll put in the show notes um so for you lee personally over at jail perkins wealth have you seen uh, or how have you really seen these clients mentally prepare for retirement uh before they get to the that that big date yeah you know the the conversation usually seems to be the same um people figure out fairly quickly i would say been within about three months people starting to settle into new routines and then i hear the same thing from every one of them they say i don't know when i had time to work now sometimes that is uh spending more time with their grandchildren maybe doing a little bit of carpooling and things like that now i'm I'm not saying let your your kids dump their kids off on you so they can go and live their best life Uh, but you want to do some of that i think but you know, again, my clients are spending more time with their grandkids. They're they're volunteering and doing things, and and they say yes to a lot more things that they used to just say no to. And all of a sudden, they're they're busy. So the caution in that is, don't be so busy that you don't take time to for for yourself to enjoy some alone time and have some peace and quiet every once in a while. Because I don't want you to get out of the rat race of your office and then get into the rat race of being that retired person that everybody dumps on because they don't think you have anything to do. And and that does happen. That is a real thing. Well, what's the role of the financial advisor in all this? Because I know we talk about planning in terms of finance and what you should be investing in and what products you should have and just building that strategy. But role, what role do you play on this side? You know, I, I think just being there to listen to people and kind of give them my opinion, that that's really it. Um, and and I can share some experiences of of other clients and, and tell people what I see happening in the real world. Like I I can tell people what I see happening in the real world with with their money. You're going to spend more money when you're you're in your early 60s and and early 70s, and then after that your spending stops because you're not doing a whole lot. And once you're you're in your 80s, not everybody, but for the most part, they don't spend money. People are scared to spend money. Social security checks go into the bank and it just stocks up and the people die with a lot of money. So I can share stories like that. Um, and so I try to encourage people, hey, go out and spend your money while you're young enough and healthy enough to do it. But also say, hey, go out and let's do some of these things you want to do, the the travel and things like that. Let's knock those out before your your knees give out or before your your back goes bad. Let's let's do these things while you're young enough and healthy enough to do it. So that's probably I, I would say what my role is to just kind of some and sometimes I, I have to give people permission to spend their money. Now they can spend their money at any time, but they they're asking for permission. They're like, Lady, do you think we can do that? I'm like, absolutely you can do it. So I think that's it, just to kind of be a sounding board. Very good. Well if you have questions about this or you want to discuss, you know, just kind of how you can prepare this side of your retirement, set up a meeting with Lee. It's very simple. Talkwithlee.com is the website. It'll take you directly to Lee's calendar. You can get on there and uh, and find a time to, to sit down with Lee and discuss these things or anything you have on your mind with financial planning. And I know one piece of the puzzle that you always are discussing with people, Lee, are taxes. Um, and we know tax taxes are still historically low uh, across the board and tax planning is as important as ever, which is why you have this this book offer for people. Yeah, taxes are historically low, and my fear is at some point they could be historically high. And so to prepare for that, I I think you have to 
face the reality that I think taxes are going to increase in the future and to determine the best cause of action for you. So the book called Diffuse is sort of a, a guide that gives you some actionable items that you can implement on your own or you can implement with the help of a professional. Um, and if you want a copy of that book, text the word Diffuse, D-E-F-U-S-E, to 478-475-2050. We'll, um, once you text that, it'll give you a link and you can click that link and put in your name and address. We'll send you a copy of that book. And then if you want our help, our assistance in helping you implement any of that, you can reach out to us. And like you said earlier in the show, Ben, the best way to get in touch with us uh, and schedule a call with me is go to talkwithlee.com and you can grab 15 minute spot on my calendar and I'll see how I can help. Very good. We'll see how you can help with these questions, Lee. A couple of mailbag questions that came in this week. I want to kick things off with Grace, who is in Macon. Says, this is a second marriage for both me and my husband. We file a joint tax return, but we keep all their financial matters separate. Is that okay, or should we be doing things differently? This this is a, a pretty common question, Grace. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. I don't know how old you are. I don't know if there are kids involved. So I, I can't really answer for for certainty. You know, I, I will tell you, I just I met with a couple last week that is in their late 60s, and they just got married. They're doing a joint joint return, and they are doing exactly what you're doing. They're keeping everything separate. His his beneficiaries are his kids, her beneficiaries are her kids, and I think for that situation, that's probably best because when a when an older parent gets a new merit, you know, a new in a new relationship, new marriage, I think the the warning antennas, the warning flags on the kids kind of go up, wondering is this person trying to take money from my my parents. So, you know, again, Grace, it all depends on your age. If you guys are are 25 uh, and this is a second marriage, uh, you probably, sh- I would say you, you might want to do things um, together and hopefully you're going to be together for a long, long time. Very good. Thanks for that question, question Grace. And uh, we'll take one more from Donald. He's in Milledgeville. Says, I'm not retiring for a few years, but I'll be 62 next month so I can start my social security. Should I go ahead and start it and use that extra income to get my house paid off sooner? Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan. I have become more of a big fan of starting Social Security early, uh, just because I've seen people die early and not get, uh, not be able to enjoy the, the the Social Security they were entitled to. But you said one thing in the beginning of of your your question is you're not retiring for a few years. So there's an earnings test. So. If you are making, you know, usually if you're making over about thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars a year, you're not going to get any of your Social Security because for every two dollars over the limit, you give up one dollar of income. So my gut feeling, Donald, is that you you are making more than this. So I don't think starting Social Security right now would be a good option for you because you're not going to get any of it. So just wait till you retire. Once you retire, draw Social Security, and then you can pay your house off at that point. All right. Very good. Again, follow up with uh, if you want to really dive into your situation and get a, a true answer uh, from Lee, you can always go to talkwithlee.com, set up a meeting, and that's the best place to kind of go through all the details. Let Lee find out what he needs to to really help you out with your situation. But we do appreciate your questions. And if you have them, send it in to us. MyRetirementClarity.com is the website. You'll find all the podcasts there as well, plus other great resources and tools that Lee and his team at JL Perkins Wealth Management provides you. All right, Lee. 
uh, thanks for, again for everything today and, and taking us through this. A really interesting article, and we'll put it in the show notes for anybody that wants to read it. But most importantly, we have to pay attention to both the financial and the emotional side of retirement. Yep, that's it, man. Good, good show. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening to My Retirement Clarity. For Lee Perkins, I am Ben George. Take care. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.